0: Here we go, 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 here
1: we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome the Monday Morning Episode, Sam, is it coming home? Is it coming home?
0: Looks that way, mate. <laughs> Looks, that way. Looks that way. Feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Although, it... I say it feels that way but despite the fact that I am loving it and having great fun watching England win mm-hmm. um, there is something about the emotional the, the, the emotional aspect of it is not anything like how I felt when I look back on the great tournaments of yore right so obviously Euro 96 Italian yeah. 90 Mexico 86 not much since then What?
1: what, what two what, words testosterone that's what that is
0: Yeah, it could... Well, I was discussing it. I watched my two oldest mates, right, Mm -hmm. on on Saturday. Um, One of them who doesn't live in London anymore, so he happened to be in town, so it was great. So we've watched so many of these sort of seminal matches together over the years, and we were sat there, and we were talking about how, despite the fact we were all chuffed about what was happening, you didn't have that same either, like, enormous euphoria after Mm -hmm. the victory, or... The sickening tension before and and during the game, right, right, right? Which I remember, like, if you think back to Italia 90 in extra time, you mm. know, you're like, I, I can still feel that, what it was like, mm. and Euro 96, that sickening tension, right? I don't have it. And, you're, and I said, maybe it's because we're getting old. And they said, yeah, but I still sometimes feel this. I do feel get like that about West Ham. And I thought, yeah, that's true. Actually, I, you know, last season there were certain games West Ham where I felt both those emotions. I said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just different now. Maybe like something went out of the relationship with the England team where you still can't help but be happy when they won. But, you know, maybe, maybe it's just the maturity when it comes to England anyway as i was saying this <laughs> quite soberly just as i said it to you now they both looked at me and there was a pause this is about 10 minutes after games ended right they have both had a few beers i'm fucking banging to the peanuts right and uh, i'm on my i'm on my second high so what kind of peanuts said, yeah. just salted said,
1: dry roasted yeah what? just
0: salted salted i've got more peanut chat actually that reminds okay. me um And more peanut logistics, really. But uh, I go, yeah, maybe it's just, I don't know. I said, it's strange. I feel happy, but it's not the same kind of mad, visceral energy that used to, you know, consume me at times like this. Maybe it's just maturity. They both looked and paused. (laughs) And then one of them said, yeah, you make a good point, but it's almost like you've forgotten that whilst you're saying all this to us, you are dressed in a replica Crusader outfit (laughs) that you bought from 20 (laughs) quid off of Amazon. (laughs) I literally had forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, they were in fucking hysterics. Because it was like, they'd forgotten as well, because I'd been wearing it all evening. And uh, when you first wear it, the irony is sort of richer, because you come, you know, I I burst into the room, having transformed myself in the bathroom. Of course, yeah. And I burst in, like that, right? Is, you know, obviously, it never gets a response I everyone's like, oh, he's dressed in his Crusader outfit. Here he it comes.
1: Crusader right. cunt. Here comes yeah. the
0: cunt in his is. fucking. Crus- here, come, here he comes with his one joke, dressing in a Crusader <laughs> outfit, right? The kids just like literally just looked at me and left the room. They went upstairs to watch something else, right?
1: And that's, that's the height. That's the height when you run in. That's the hey, height of it. Hey, after, after that, right? It, it's it, down it's, it's two that.
0: hours later. Everyone's gone. And I'm just slumped there with no energy at all. Just eating peanuts. But I've still got the whole get up on. And I'm there talking about how maturity means that you don't get so emotionally invested in the England team. They're like, Sam, you are wearing replica chain mail that's been fashioned from nylon. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. Mournful,
1: mournful crusader.
0: <laughs> yeah, the mournful crusader. That's what I am. But, um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it probably is coming home now. I think almost because I'm so calm about it, I look at it and I think, yeah, of course. I mean, it's sort of like, this must be what it feels like to support a good football team.
1: Mm.
0: You know, where you're just sort of like, oh, they just seem to kind of know what they're doing, as opposed mm. to... Everything like you know, West Ham. When West Ham have won big games, it's always been in a state of high tension and drama, backs to the wall, you know, fucking Dunkirk <sighs> spirit stuff. Whereas yeah. England seem to just be doing it in that sort of ruthlessly efficient, we just know how to win games sort of a style,
1: yeah. But, but it's, it's, you're saying it's like. Supporting a great football team—it's like supporting a football team that's got to the semi-finals of a competition.
0: Yeah, and but having done so without conceding a goal, one, yeah. one beaten Germany—you know, yeah, just kind well, of just arrived, done all the things eventually that I'm England just, haven't ever I'm, been able to do.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to say, just try and keep it in check a little bit, please, everybody, because Italy or Spain. If they get to the final, that would be no easy match at all. No, Denmark's no easy Denmark match. Denmark won't be Denmark, an easy match. Denmark are very, very, very good.
0: There are no easy matches at this level, but all you I, can do I enjoyed, is beat what's
1: been I enjoyed, watching, you. I enjoyed watching the England match. The night. It was really good performance and everything, but there was a few times, particularly before half-time, when Ukraine got through the defence, and England looked a bit ropey at the back. And I think yeah, but Denmark are really good at that.
0: That, that happens in every game to even the best teams. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you look at club football, like. Yeah, that's uh, not what if, I'm
1: saying, though, Sam. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Denmark are very good at that kind of thing of getting behind the yeah, lines. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, and it's going to be tough. So, Ukraine, there's no fucking comparison be between Ukraine and Denmark.
0: Yeah, but we beat Germany. And Germany, yeah, we, uh, yeah, but, uh, everyone was very quick to do down Germany when we beat them, despite the fact that yeah. they battered Portugal, who everyone rated as one of the favourites. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, and, no,
1: no, no. Germ- Germany were five minutes away from finishing bottom of their group. Yeah. So Germany aren't that good. Portugal weren't that good. There's a lot of really average teams in this tournament that have gone yeah, out well, early. I but think well, I mean, what it is, 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 is a win. It's definitely.
0: What I, I think game. is is a, it's it's more even nowadays in these tournaments because you've got all these players who play together in like three or four top leagues in the world. Yeah. And they come you know, you look at Hungary, right? Who obviously I had a particular paid a particular attention to. And mm-hmm. they never used to qualify at all for anything, right? They qualified, they gave Germany a really good game. You're right, they probably should have beaten them, I think, but you know they've got. Well, that's it. They were five minutes away from going through. They've got. They've got a number of players playing at decent clubs in the Bundesliga. You know, and that they're not all like playing for some sort of like tin pot club in Hungary. No offense to the Hungarian league, but let's be honest, <clears> right? <throat> and um, and it's true of all of these teams. They've all. You know, I think. I think. I think this has been a really good tournament. I've really enjoyed it, and I think one of the reasons is is that. That everyone's closer, so you could say yeah, oh, yeah, all the totally. big teams have turned shit. But actually, I think that it's just like that that there's just more kind of they're all closer together. That even the so-called small nations have got good players who play in good leagues and, and yeah, can yeah, match completely. up against anyone.
1: So. Do you think what one question? Right, yes or no? Do you think England are going to win Euro twenty twenty?
0: At the moment, just um, yes or no? No. Agree, but it's you know you've given me a binary choice. I am confident. Well, yeah, because
1: that's what it fucking is. It's, no, it's going to be no. a binary result at the end of the final. No, but I'm going to be think, one winner think, of this can tournament.
0: It, can England win it? Yeah, but I, I'm not quite allowing myself to think. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll win it. I think we're probably. From the performances so far, I think yeah, us and Italy are the two best teams. I've been in constant touch with my Italian cousins throughout this, during all all of the games, and we've been we kind of you know have a little group where we discuss all of the different performances. And they, although they are crafty, they'll be trying to play down their chance if it makes a difference what they say on a WhatsApp group to me. (laughs) But that's the way they operate because Italians they are. (laughs) They're crafty people, right? And <laughs> and they're like, it's gonna. Be, they've been saying for a couple of weeks, this is this is destined to be England, Italy, and I go, yeah, yeah, Italy are probably the best team so far. They go, well, in Italy, everyone thinks England are the best team so far. So
1: all right, okay, yeah, Well, they fucking love it th- in
0: Italy because we defend like dogs, and then hit teams like all of a sudden on the break, which is basically traditionally how Italy play. Italy have switched to this sort of mad all-guns-blazing approach, which is not dissimilar to the way England have tried to win tournaments in the past. They just do it better than we ever did. And um, I suppose the question mark over Italy, without getting too football-y about it, is that they have played from the first game onwards with such a relentless intensity. Like they press from the first second to the last, they are all over the other team. England playing this more sort of like energy preserving way, where mm. he kind of lets them sit back for a while, get their energy back, and then hit team in, and hit the opposition in waves. And he's used the squad quite cannily too. So you think if we do get to meet Italy in the final, I wonder whether Italy can like sustain that level against England.
1: I think Italy would revert to type if it was a final.
0: Yeah, they might. Especially be, yeah. as
1: they've lost, they've lost that left back who's so good going forward. What do you call Spinazzola?
0: Yeah, something like yeah.
1: that. He's out, and he's he's been fucking brilliant for them. And I think Italy, mm. Italy, and Italy in, in, even in the semi final, are going to be a lot more cautious. They might even play for penalties because fucking they've lost know. a little bit of. I'll that. I'd be
0: surprised. I think Spain. Never it. If England got Spain in the final, which is possible, Italy are the better side, but Spain have Kind of stumbled their way through this, and yeah, could, I'm not
1: really sure how Spain have got there.
0: Could win because, it, but if we if England plays Spain in the final, again, not easy, but I, I, I am happy to say that England, I think England are better than Spain.
1: Yeah, England, England, Spain, Spain will be a tournament. winnable final for England, but yeah. I think it's going to be Italy in the final, and I think Italy will just have enough if they get there. But I haven't said that Denmark, Denmark, it can't underestimate Denmark at all, they're the, the, really, the, really good.
0: It's, a, it's Denmark's second goal. With that cross with by the fella with the outside of the boot. Oh, yeah. Was, at, was to quote John Fashionough in um, my favourite all-time television show, Come Dine With Me, Footballer Special. <laughs> right. That yeah. cross was sumptuous.
1: Sumptuous. Yeah. Was John Fashionough describing a bit of dinner when he yeah. said that? Sumptuous. Yeah. 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 It was sumptuous, and there was word, another word.
0: He had a couple of words, and they were the only two he could use. And at one point, I think he described a glass of wine as
1: sumptuous. I feel as though we need to deep dive that episode. It is well, still on all four. And I yeah, think you found it, didn't we, you? We, we were just saying that we need to um, get some episodes in the bank for over the summer when we're away on holiday, and I think maybe it's a two- or three-part episode.
0: I would love to do that. That
1: come down with me might be on the agenda.
0: I would love to for, do uh, it.
1: I think we'll have to do that, yeah. It's uh, um, a, yeah, a sumptuous piece of podcasting, I think.
0: That 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 cross with the outside the boot, reminiscent of the sort of crosses that Chris Waddle used to enjoy doing with the outside the boot. So Chris Waddle did yeah. that from a standing start. He would get it, stop, and then hit it yeah. with his... Uh, whereas this, this fella was on the run. And poor old Vladimir Kufau, my hammer of the season, was showing him inside because he was like... This fella hasn't got a fucking right foot. So I'll
1: show him inside. What's
0: this, cunt. Yeah, let's see what you can do on the inside, cunt. (laughs) I've got this one in the bag. And the bloke's just went, oh yeah, think you've got it in the bag, have you? Didn't realise I had this in my locker, did you, dickhead? I'll
1: pull it out of Chrissy Waddle.
0: (laughs) Fucking incredible. One of the things that I've really enjoyed in this tournament is that there has been a number, I feel as if there's been a number of goals that are the classic... Cross finish cross header, yeah. and I started to realise they're the best goals, mate. Mm. In the you know in in the sort of um, categories of goals you get, people love solo goals, don't they? They love mm. long shots, mm-hmm. and the other thing that people like is team goals. The hipsters mm. like team goals, don't they? There's, there's like loads passes of passes before
1: it goes in. Yeah, like
0: yeah. England's goal against England's first goal against Germany was a really good team goal where they just worked it through, and then it arrived with Shaw and he knocked it yeah. across, yeah. but. For the me, connoisseur's goal, isn't it? They're connoisseur's goal. yeah. They're for the sophisticates. <laughs> they're for the, your Oxbridge football fans. Not for scum like us who can't even understand. We get a headache when we watch a goal like that, right? <laughs> but for the working man, like you and I, right, the working yeah. podcaster, the jobbing podcaster, right... Sat, in, sat at home, eating his fucking pie out of a tin. <laughs> and his peanuts. right? And fucking eating his peanuts, dressed as a fucking <clears> crusader. <throat> what we like to see is a cross and a fucking header. Bang, bang. They're great. Well,
1: the cross and the header, or the cross and the sliding finish. The corridor oh, yeah. of uncertainty.
0: Yeah, that's, a, the best that's place what you call a, a Lineker pitch. finish or a, or a yeah. Ian Rush. They used to love those, didn't they? I
1: fucking love that. But having said that, Insignia's goal for, for Italy the other night was fucking gorgeous. That was that sumptuous. That was good.
0: That was good. That, that was, was sumptuous. sumptuous. But, but what I would say about that is, is that just as Yarmolenko starred for Ukraine in this tournament, yeah, and Yarmolenko can't make the West Ham team, but one thing that he has done in his couple of years at West Ham is that what what, what he's known for is that he he plays down the right, but he's left-footed. And if he cuts in on his left he's got this way of whipping a shot in that's almost unstoppable. If you allow him to shoot, his odds on it's going in, right? Mm. So when he first arrived at West Ham, he scored a couple of those really early on. And very quickly, all the other managers in the league just went, yeah, that fucker, he can't run. He's really slow. He can't do fuck all. But if you let him get in on his left, right, he will score. It's almost guaranteed. So then he never scored one again apart from against Chelsea season before last when we beat them 3-2 and in the last minute he broke and Ru- and Rudiger was backing off him and he- Rudiger let him cut in and score with his left and it won the game. And Frank Lampard was so furious with Rudiger for letting Yarmolenko on his left which is almost the first thing that any Premier League defender is told. These are the basics. It's, Don't it's let Yarmolenko do on his left. Right. Yeah. They uh, He dropped... Rudiger, this is classic Lampard. He dropped Rudiger, right? He bombed him out of that mistake. Chelsea fans told me the same. They He bombed him out completely. He put him in the fucking reserves. He was practically training with the kids, right? Now, that bloke just won, won the fucking Champions League, right? And was a rock throughout their season under Tuchel, yeah. right? He was in the dark, and it was all because of that. And the reason I bring that up is that insignia bloke, however you say it, He's got the same thing. He's been shooting from that fucking position all through the tournament. That exact spot, he cuts in. He does it the other way around. He cuts in from the left onto his right and shoots from yeah. there. He's been doing it non-fucking-stop. And um, they let him do it. And uh, Portugal let him do it, didn't they? Who was it? No. Who Belgium. Was it? Belgium. Belgium. Belgium let him do it. Because they've got a silly, rickety old defence with, like, Vertonghen <laughs> and Vermala well, and all well these...
1: fucking know they, they had Jason Denier in earlier in the tournament who was on loan at Sunderland in the Championship a couple of years well, ago. Well, there you go. I mean, fucking minging.
0: They, they're Christ. a bit like... There's a, there's a number of but, players in that Belgian squad who would ne- not get anywhere near, like, but, England or most other top squads.
1: But they're still the number one team in the world, apparently, in the oh, FIFA no. rankings. How'd they work that out? What's that about? There's something else
0: going on in the Guardian. Where else... <laughs> Called Power League, right? What or Power Ratings or Power Rankings? And I haven't right. clicked on the article once, but I just see this headline: Power Rankings Update. And today it said Power Rankings Update: England go top after Oi. convincing win against Ukraine. And I go, what? There's just they. Of course, some fucking clever cunt has thought. Nah, tournaments are a bit mono. They're a bit for like normal football fans. <laughs> They're a bit binary. And normal football fans are. So, they're not, they're not really for sophisticated football fans They've got no nuance So um, we're going to ignore what The actual structure of this so-called tournament And we're going to create our different way Of deciding who the best team are We're going to call there's, it Power Rankin
1: there's, there's, there's more than one way to decide a tournament That old oh. format of goals scored Against goals against well, it's, it's old hat A lot it's of people talk tournament. about
0: uh, England winning the World Cup in 1966 In actual fact Anyone who knows their football knows that Portugal, in fact, won the World Cup in
1: 1966. <laughs> Thanks to their exchequer possession.
0: Is this power
1: thing in the Guardian? Is it one of those pot-sponsored sp- things? Is it sponsored by Powerade, maybe, or Monster Energy? Fuck drink?
0: knows. I mean, it might not be the Guardian thing, but they seem to be leading on it, and like a lot. And I've I've refused on principle, <laughs> like a mad old gammon. I'm not clicking on that. I won't give them the benefit. They'll only earn ad revenue if I click on that. I refuse to acknowledge it. So I don't know what it is, but I suspect strongly that a clever cunt has worked out a different way of deciding who wins that isn't gonna based on results.
1: Now. I'm going to look at it now. Apologies for all this football content, by the way, listeners. Obviously, it's a very, very uh, special occasion, special time. I'll get on to the, the peanuts in a minute. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I think we've covered football there pretty much, haven't we? Jalapeno. <laughs> Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeno.
0: I'm glad that we started recording at 10 a.m. because um, I was downstairs making a cup of tea in preparation for us recording. And fucking, there was, I'd bought some snacks for Saturday night right Mm. and there's some left over which is a disaster for me right (laughs) stack 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 (laughs) eat 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 like if there's stuff in the house I will eat it it's the same how I used to be with drink or drugs it's just like if it's there I'll have it till it's gone Mm. so the leftover nuts are a disaster so I'm waiting for the kettle to boil and I'm fucking shoveling fistfuls of salted nuts into my gob what It's this time of the morning yeah so I was going to say what is an acceptable time to eat peanuts? Because for me, I don't feel good about this, but five to ten is not acceptable for anyone, not for an adult.
1: I've got I've got a very, very uh, close emotional bond between peanuts and beer. Mm. Every time I have beer in the house, uh, which is peanuts. often now because I'm trying to lose weight and I only drink probably once, one night a week, usually at the weekend. But... Mm whenever I, I open, open the beer and have a few beers, I always have to have some dry roasted peanuts. Oh, and I have yeah. started to think that that craving, the craving is now stronger for the dry roasted peanuts than it is for the beer. Mm. And that's weird. So am I addicted that to dry was, that, roasted that, that,
0: peanuts? That was like me with cocaine. Same thing. I couldn't have one without the other. Beer yeah. and Coke went hand in hand. And, and it's, a, it's a thing that, I mean, physically, that <clears> shit grows in your head I, mm. I interviewed, for the research, I interviewed a fucking brain surgeon a few weeks ago, right? And he was explaining to me how, like, you start doing things, and if you repeat them a certain number of times, and they start becoming associated with, like, a dopamine hit or whatever. Yeah. He says, I've fucking seen it, mate. He didn't say it like that, but he more or less did. He went, I've fucking seen it. I fucking know. Your brain know. starts, i fucking, I've been inside I've fucking thousands of knots. I've fucking seen it all. And it'll fucking grow and if you want to talk about peanuts and beer, right? I've fucking seen that in action, right? <laughs> Some cunt is always eating peanuts with his beer. Next thing you know, his brain fucking
1: grows new peanut receptors. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's happened. Yeah. I honestly think that's what's happened.
0: But yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Well I love I I just love salt. The older I get, the more I just love salt. I mean, I'm on I put I make a. if I've been to the gym, I make this smoothie, right? With like mm. All sorts Shops of moving.
1: shit in it.
0: But See I've, started what are... putting, I've started putting <laughs> fucking salt in my snake. Not a lot, just a dash. Like Because I'll, I'll, what I'll put is I'll put in like a <clears> banana, <throat> some milk, some. Um, uh, but I put in peanut butter, right? It's really good right. to, for, uh, for energy in that. And then I just put a dash. Of, I'm basically getting really into salt. And I remember seeing my granddad. My Irish grandad, when I was a kid, and like as soon as his dinner was served, before he'd even had a taste, he would get the salt cellar, and he mm. would fucking just attack this food with the salt French cellar. I mean, it it, salt. It'd be there for what felt like two minutes. Just
1: bam, 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 salt, 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 salt. Okay,
0: no. Right, and I'd think that mad cunt's going to have a fucking stroke, and he did. But so there you would, go,
1: there's the when lesson, When he did, it?
0: do you know what I said? Told you. That'd be the salt. I said what? I said, I, said, I fuck, fucking told you. All that fucking as he was salt. lying there, I, I've been watching the cunt since I was about four. <laughs> fucking him when I was four years old, I thought that cunt said him for a stroke. Fucking chucking that amount of salt on his dinner. Oh, you went and, um,
1: went and visited him as he was lying there, unable to move. He strode in dressed as a crusader. Went told <laughs> that. Not last thing salt. he
0: wanted to see as a fucking as a as a fucking Catholic from Ulster. Last thing he needed was a fucking was one of his grandkids turning up just as a fucking crusader,
1: telling him where he'd gone wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, granddad, it's the salt, you silly bastard. But <laughs> I'm telling I, you. I, I, the thing is, what's true is that your taste receptors on your tongue, as you get older, they just basically they they wear out. They become I'll less die. sensitive. It's like anything; they die, and therefore. You want you require stronger flavors as you get older, so that is why no kid, no kid in their right mind likes Bourneville dark chocolate, do they? I mean, you would, yeah. you certainly wouldn't trust a kid. If you took a kid to a shop and you went, "What? I'm going to buy a chocolate bar. Choose anything you want." Why is it? What do you want? Lion Bar, Snickers, Caramac, Dime, <laughs> anything you want, and they go, "May I have a green and blacks?" 97% cacao, <laughs> you'd be like, fucking hell, are you serious? Fucking what? <laughs> dark fucking chocolate for a kiddie. You're not living your fucking best life. That comes <clears> later <throat> in life. But when you get older, I like dark chocolate, I like salt. That's the thing, it's because you're basically your tongue's dying.
1: This, this is a thing, though, that is at the heart of what we talk about on this podcast. We all change the older we get. We all get into mm. different things and different tastes and stuff like that. You know, we're into stuff like having tea and having a, a nice sit down and things like that, mm. whereas we love listeners to this podcast who are like 25 who probably think that's fucking ludicrous. They but probably think we, having we we a lie down is we twi- boring. Yeah.
0: They want to, like, well, go out and walk places or do stand up somewhere.
1: And, and not Raniacs. eat salt. Yeah, Not
0: eat salt, yeah. But you're well, mad. It will come to you. all of you. It's true what they say. Uh, people go well. You'll see, it will come to all of you. And when I was younger, I would think fuck off, day. I'm gonna be fucking rebel for life, mate. And now, but now I've been watching. Have you watched this thing with Michael Douglas, the Kam- Kaminsky? Uh, I am just uh, into
1: it. I've just started it this last few days. I've I've been getting on the treadmill a couple of times a day. I run to and from work now on the treadmill because I work oh, from work, so obviously. So I'm doing two two kit to work and two kit, back and I watch the Kaminsky oh. method while I'm doing it. It's really good. That's
0: brilliant. I am yeah. um, I love it. Yeah, I've, I've I've burnt through two seasons in about a week or so. I'm on to season that's weird, three now.
1: Both started that at the same time.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe there's just been a lot of chatter about it. Maybe that's why. I don't know
1: it's been, it's been around for about three years, I think. Has it? It's been yeah, it's well, been for just
0: great. And it's like these two men, older men, old men, and they're like, it's just about their friendship, and a lot of it is like quite trivial day-to-day stuff but it doesn't shy away from the fucking issues that every man of a certain age has to face a lot of which are just health stuff some serious and a lot just fucking irritating day-to-day shit that you don't that you just have to deal with and, and you know there are old people in your yeah. life I mean maybe like you know my dad is not the sort of person who would ever moan about his health I mean he had a fucking he had a heart attack and a double bypass about like eight years ago and you would have thought it never happened. If you if you bring it out with him, he's like shut up mm. about that, it's boring or whatever. Right? And uh you know, they even in the rehab they said you better start doing exercise. Do you know what he did? He signed up to fencing lessons, but he only kept nice. it up for a few months. But I was <laughs> fucking impressed when he did that it. That was
1: good. That's yeah. really good.
0: Um But like uh Yeah, they don't talk about it, but it's quite interesting because they have a good friendship. They're still... They still sort of... The things that sort of amused or bothered them when they were younger, it's not like that changes. It still amuses and bothers them. But they have like... You know, it's just like difficult to piss because your prostate's given up or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Yeah. And they just talk about it openly. And you think... Anyway, I don't know what I think. I look at it and I think... I'm not scared of getting old because being an old man seems to tick quite a lot of our sort of lifestyle priorities anyway, right? But on the other hand, it's annoying because you have loads of things that matter with you, like your back aches, you can't piss.
1: I mean, this is it. I'm a few years older than you. I'm like three years older or something than you. Yeah. And my kind of friendship group now, just in the last year or so, we've all just started to begin talking about various medications that we're on and various ailments that we've got. And the reason why I've started running Trying to lose weight is because I've got I had a mate who had a mild heart attack a few months ago Yeah, and then there's another mate who's going through a few issues as well and you just think fuck I don't want to be the next one because I'm carrying a lot of weight Mm. and you know there's all sorts of fucking side you know conditions that can come as a result of that so it's time time to shape up or
0: shit off I I think you've got to shape up or shit off I think that it's like you got the right idea doing that, like two mu- two k to and from work, or whatever, because I think there's a balance between you can start worrying about. I mean, you're not a big worrier. I fucking am, and I'll like get into. I'll get it in my head at some point because this happens to me once. Right, I've definitely got cancer, or I'm getting cancer, <laughs> yeah. or my heart's fucked, or whatever it is, and it will become an obsession that no one can talk me out of. Right, and it all yeah. stress me out so much. And the stress will be worse than anything else that's going on.
1: So and the stress it's like, will give you the cancer if you're not careful. Well,
0: well exactly, and that, that's true. There is a fucking massive link between those two things, just as much as weight, you know. And therefore, hmm. it's like, yeah, you gotta take it a bit seriously, but at the same time, you can't fucking get too uptight about it. You just gotta be sensible, haven't you? I mean, you don't know, totally. smoke. I'm, uh, I'm trying to get off the sugar again, as I do periodically. You're
1: replacing the sugar with the salt. Well that's all right
0: I reckon. I mean the sugar I don't sugar know. I don't is...
1: think salt's good for you either. I don't I, think salt's mate, healthy.
0: But mate, I've been eating cake practically every day through. So yeah. I don't know what it is, but I've just become like fucking cake boy and cake is like the single worst fucking thing you can eat. It's I like just the flour and it. sugar. Those are the, those two things yeah. are not natural in the human body.
1: Yeah. So well I've got salt's to get not off either. That. Is it? Salt's ground nah, salt's... down rock. You put ground down rock into your body.
0: I heard a fact once about salt, right, and I've spread it around, but even though I read it, I can't remember where I read it, a scientific journal, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it's That's true. true. But it, was pre- it seemed to check out, but it sounds okay. so far-fetched, I'm still not sure. Here it is. Salt, mm. right, has no flavour at all. Because it is rock, as you've just pointed out, Yeah, when the rock... When rock touches your tongue, because that is such an mm. abnormal thing to be going into your mouth, every right. it has it creates this reaction. Like if you draw, you know, like if you put vinegar on bicarbonate, right? Mm-hmm. It creates a reaction when or you, you put, put
1: men- Mentos in a bottle of Coca Cola.
0: Exactly, it's exactly <laughs> like that. When you put rock onto your yeah. tongue, every single taste bud in your tongue goes on fucking high alert. Right, mm-hmm. and like exaggerates its power, right? And therefore, mm. whatever you are eating with the salt, you get more of the flavour of it, right? So the salt right. itself doesn't taste of anything,
1: okay? But what you, As eat you salt say it what is ground salt. Up,
0: it's ground up rock,
1: yeah. If you t-
0: eat salt, raw salt, <laughs> then what you are tasting is suddenly the air and saliva in your mouth becomes more flavoursome.
1: And it all tastes like salt.
0: Just happens to <laughs> taste like salt.
1: Something to think about there, innit? it? Hey, listen, there's something we need to talk about Um, that we need to ca- kind of um, consult, have a conversation mm, with the listeners out. of this podcast about. Now, yeah. we've been offered a sponsorship deal to cover mm. the whole of the next football season by uh, a leading bookmaker, who we mm. won't name at this point. Uh, and it would mean that the episodes would be sponsored by this this bookmaker throughout the next season now. Mm. We realised that uh, gambling, particularly online gambling, is a very contentious uh, issue at the minute, Um, and it's something that can affect people who have addiction issues. Um, And kind of we just wanted to, we were curious about what the reaction would be on the hall from the listeners about this the sponsorship deal itself it it would let's say it would guarantee the future of this podcast i think or the next year or so wouldn't it
0: yeah Um, yeah you don't often get an opportunity like this in podcasting where it's like we get sponsors but it's usually for a month or so here and there and this is our season which is obviously we're not gonna lie that's why we're Tempted by it, as you can we imagine. We want to do
1: this. We want to do this this podcast thing for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't wanna have exactly. to go so we don't have to, to
0: do other shit.
1: Conventional radio stations or media yeah, or, outlets. That yeah, do just work. working
0: for people. So but that's good. The but time, but the, we should say what it would involve. It would involve with us sort of doing not like ads, but us doing a little thing about it in every episode. Not a long thing, but I guess just us going right. I think we're going to be taking part in some sort of like contest be, with each other.
1: Th- I think it would be a preview of the upcoming weekends football and and a few yeah. chosen odds and that kind of thing um hopefully it wouldn't impinge too much on the podcast Re- really I think what we'll do we'll do a poll on Twitter and see what yeah. the what the feedback is and the kind of i think we'll ask um if we go ahead with this what will you do will you a stop listening to the podcast mm. B, not be bothered either way See would it make you want to join the Iron Filing Society, which obviously all the episodes in that are advert frame, free. So mm. you wouldn't hear any sponsorship in any of those episodes. Mm. Um I don't think is there a fourth option?
0: Well that would work better for us. If someone just said if everyone <laughs> just said fuck this, we'll just pay to go, yeah. then we wouldn't need the sponsor. If everyone but, did everyone would at join the moment, the IFS, yeah. We still do need a sponsor. But well, I mean it's worth saying that we also have inquired with this uh, bookmaker if they um, you know, that we will be able to put in our own gamble-aware messages yeah. to dovetail yeah. with the promotion, which they're happy for us to do.
1: Yeah, it's, I think, I mean, I think it's, they're I mean, legally
0: obliged, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's just the, the thing that we've talked a lot about mental health issues and addiction yeah. issues on this podcast. And then, and then it's kind of like, you know, how would the listeners feel if we then went ahead and took a, a, a took the, the shilling of a yeah. Big Gamble? For eight a on gamble. Gambler. So, yeah. So, uh, there we go. Um, you can I, I, respond I, I, I mean, to I'll us say, on-
0: If we do do it, and then, you know, obviously we'll have our own things to say about being gamble aware. I would say gambling on a football it's a bit of fun. What you want to fucking steer clear of, and what we hopefully will not, well, we won't promote, but, you know, People sign up to these sites, do a little bit of gambling on football, which is, you know, largely speaking, a bit of fun. But they get in, then they get fucking sucked into that fixed odds business, and that's yeah. the stuff that fucking really does people. The, the so casino clear side of, of things,
1: kids. roulettes, all that. Don't sort get of shit. involved
0: in any of that roulette shit or anything like that. It's, that way, so, madness lies. I mean,
1: you know, get in touch with us on the Twitter at TF Time Machine with your feedback. We will do a Twitter poll on there uh, later today. Uh, which will run for a, a day or so, a couple of days probably. Uh, if you want to, you know, address us privately and anonymously, even yeah. uh, it's contact at tftimemachine.com. dot com. But um, yeah, let us know what you think, and um, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely listen to what you say. It's, it's not a cut and dried thing that we're definitely going to do this if it's going to be something that's going to um, upset a lot of listeners because we don't want to fuck. We don't want to
0: upset the apple cart or sour our relationship with the community of canters
1: absolutely but ultimately subscribe to the iron Filing society
0: yeah that's the best station for yeah.
1: everybody um yep yeah, that's right. quickly we'll do some predictions for the semi-finals we say that as if it's a trivial thing of course it isn't uh, oh sam seven points at the weekend for you sir
0: Whoa. two correct
1: scores out of the uh, out of the four quarter finals Czech, Republic 1, Denmark 2, Switzerland 1, Spain 1 after 90 minutes. So seven yes, points for mate. you, two points for me, zero for results. But you are now in the lead in the Euro Prediction League. You're three
0: fucking points clear. yes, what a comeback.
1: Don't get carried away,
0: three that, more games to go. fucking metal dickhead.
1: There's not a third place playoff match in this, is there? I don't think there is.
0: What in our predictions league? No,
1: in the Euros.
0: No, uh, no. and I don't know. I don't think so. And a good thing too, because it's uh, of all the fucking football in the world, the third place playoff in any tournament is the biggest fucking waste of time ever.
1: Dog shit. At the last fucking World
0: Cup, the poor old England players had to deal with the heartbreak of being knocked out. They'd been away from their families for a month, and they had to hang around in Russia for like four days to play in a fucking exhibition match against Belgium.
1: I've got no recollection of that
0: match at all. Course you haven't, I don't think I watched it, I don't think any cunt watched it. Tragic. I mean I remember the Italian ninety. Did, the, the,
1: did they not put the second string out for that for that third place playoff? I think you might have done.
0: Yeah, but, but everyone still has to stay. They don't say to the first yeah, team yeah, but I, I, fuck I don't think you
1: took it seriously by trying to win it.
0: Oh you know I mean? no, no. I remember Tony Dirigo playing for England against Italy in <clears> Italia ninety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the main Which thing. Re- when I think third place playoff, I just think Tony Dirigo
1: yeah that's when the third place playoff concept died
0: Yeah, night <laughs> once Dorico got the nod it's like <laughs> okay, forget the old we thing here
1: go alright Italy versus Spain 90 minutes what do you reckon
0: uh, I'm going to say one all after 90
1: one all after 90 minutes um, I think Italy's going to win at 1-0 which is no good for my prospects because results spot also says the same thing England versus Denmark <clears throat> 90 minutes Um, mm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fucking 2-1 to Denmark. Sorry.
0: Wow. (laughs) I'm going to say 2-0 England.
1: Okay. There we are. That's the episode. More to come throughout the week. We've got the 1904 marathon on the IFS. We've got even more yesterday's hero Odyssey as it approaches its the end of its sixth month, <laughs> 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 and and of course the up update antics of Melchester Rovers in the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, sign up for the IFS. You've, you've got the
0: highs to and lows of Roy of Melchester's favourite son, Roy uh, Roymond Race, <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, all all the other shit. So there we go. Thanks for listening very much. Uh, don't put too much salt on it. Your tongue is dying.